Peace, peace, peace. I am Dr. Philip Roundtree, and you are tuned into another edition of Rhetorically Speaking. Props to those of you who are watching on YouTube and Facebook. There's no Instagram live tonight. I didn't feel like breaking out the phone. I had to get the charger out. Listen, I'm 40 now. That's my excuse. If I don't want to do so, listen, I'm 40. I ain't, I ain't got time for that. Reminds me on, on Everybody Hates Chris, <laughs> where Rochelle, who's the mom, she talks about Julia. She's like, yo, I got two jobs. My, my man got two jobs. I ain't got to do this. And so that's how I feel about turning 40. I'm 40, so I ain't got to get on IG live tonight. But salute to all of you who are tuned in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, boop, boop, wherever it might pop up. So listen, it's been a minute since we last linked up. I, I think it's I was 39 when we last linked up, <laughs> you know, which was yesterday. But it's, it's been some weeks. Again, life be life, and y'all know how it go, man, especially with me. Sometimes I be having the motivation, sometimes I don't. I know recently, and we're going to get into this, just based off the clip from the, the recent uh, protest demonstrations that's been taking place or, around the world, the world is extremely sick right now. It's always been sick, um, but I, I think we now have even more eyes on it, and we're really starting to, to see... I want to say community. I really want to say we're starting to see real community and, and come together. But I digress. I digress. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've been on here. So I, I appreciate y'all for, for sticking with me. I got to salute those of you who are listening on whatever streaming platform you got popping off, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, what's the other ones? I know Google got some. I know Amazon. They be emailing me like, hey, get on here. I'm like, fam, I already give what's his name? Jeff Bezos a lot of my money. I'm not signing up for anything related to Amazon at this point. So tonight we are going to have a conversation about just what's been taking place in, in Palestine, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And also I'm going to give just some brief thoughts on being 40. I've been 40 now for the past. See, that's what happens. Your, your mind started to go a little bit. I've never been good at math. Uh, I, I think like the last like 17 hours or so of my 19 hours. I think the last 19 hours is it's, what is it, 24 hours in a day. <laughs> uh, but I've been 40 for the last some odd hours. So I'm just going to give some basic thoughts on that. But first, this is a, is a serious conversation. I hate to come back with the seriousness. I'm lying. You know, that's the bag. That's the space that I, I love to operate from where we try to have real critical dialogue. So for those of you who are not familiar with with rhetorically speaking, this is a platform where I aim to have critical conversations on things that matter, not only uh, locally, not only in the space of mental health, which so many people know me for, but also with things that are taking place around the world. In the clip that you saw to open up the, the podcast was from the most recent uh, protest slash demonstration here in Philadelphia at City Hall, where we are advocating for a, a ceasefire. And, and that's not all. But the main goal is a ceasefire with regards to what's taking place in, in Palestine, where thousands and 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 thousands. I think I got up to about nine thousands right there of, of Palestinian folk have been uh, identified as, as being killed. We, we do want to send love and light to those individuals. I'd be remiss if I didn't speak about the, the innocent people, right? The innocent uh, Israeli folk who were murdered in cold blood. There's no way around it. I don't condone it. I'll attempt to have a conversation to attempt to understand what creates a Hamas. But to, to, to first start off, listen. Killing innocent folk. That is a part of the game of war. If we're going to be honest. Right. It's been that way since the beginning of the time. The U.S. know all too are all too familiar 
with killing innocent folk. But ideally, that's not what happens because it is nasty. It is disgusting. It is despicable to kill innocent folk. So let me first start off by saying I'm no no scholar in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that has been taking place for over 70 plus years. I'm not. I know some of you may may look at me and rightfully so. I, I fashion myself to be a, a, a critical thinker where I can see something that's been taking place and I'll do my research on it. But like many with regards to to what's been happening with with Israel, with Palestine and with Hamas. Right. Because um, we know that everybody isn't affiliated with Hamas. Despite what Western media sells the people. But no, this isn't my wheelhouse. There's other folk who who I respect greatly. You want to follow their their accounts. Uh, I'm trying to think Mark Lamont Hill, who who's a comrade. Um, oh, the Philly Palestine Coalition. Go follow their social media account. Again, I'm 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 catching up. I'm catching up because typically what happens and a part of it is, is what they consider the in, 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 in critical race theory, this, this, this black, white binary. And so I fall victim to that as well, where, listen, we have these two races. We have white folk and we have black folk here in America. If, if, if you are an aggrieved bunch outside of those two then you don't get any love. And now we know that that is taking place in the Middle East. But I bring that up to say that, yes, I've been hyper focused on liberating black folk. But you must know, you must know. That if if one person is oppressed, if one group is oppressed, then we're all oppressed. Because it's this shared humanity piece that I speak so often about that's necessary. If we're going to all live together. And not all die together. Like the ancestor James Baldwin so frequently talked about. And especially because the, the, the black leaders that I look up to. Whose works that I read. They all speak about. Palestine. In the Israeli occupation. So I'm going to do my best to try and break it down into, I guess, I don't want to say layman's terms about what's taking place. But I, I think it's important to have a foundation to before starting this this conversation. And I'm going to do it like I like I do it. I'm going to use the language that I use. <laughs> right. Uh, so. So in doing my research and I and I, I put on social media that I've been like the last the last 20 what's the, the 30 of the last 23 days. I've been going on YouTube at least 13 minutes a day trying to school myself on what's been happening and the origin story of the the conflict between Israel and and Palestine again the origin story and my, and my doctor Umar voice again the origin story again the origin story nothing begins on October 7th 2023 nothing begins when we see an action take place because you need to understand everything that preceded that that would lead up to an October 7th where Israeli soldiers, the IDF and and innocent civilians, again I say innocent civilians were killed by Hamas in what folk call a terrorist attack, which is a difference between a in my opinion a terrorist group and a terrorist act. Okay? Because, again, if we use the same logic and I don't want to fast forward. Then the IDF, then Benjamin Netanyahu. Is a terrorist group. Not a government. So if we're going to use language, we're going to use it consistently across the board. Okay, so in uh, in 1922, 
the United, the United Kingdom, again, them British folk always in the middle of some bull job. They ended up gaining control of, of Palestine and in other places. But Palestine is the only place that didn't gain their independence. So then you had something called the Balfour Declaration, which supported a national home for Jewish people in Palestine. So hard stop. Right. So you have these Palestinian folk who are who are present in this space. United Kingdom, they beefing with the I believe it's the Ottomans, not the sofas or I guess Ottomans aren't the sofa. Um, The that's the little round thing that you put your feet on that some people sit on. But they they somehow they acquired through through war uh, Palestinian territory and in other territories but somehow the palestinian folk were the only individuals who didn't get their independence all right and so and i'm I'm again i'm no scholar in this i'm trying to fast forward just keep the important parts going so with that being said they was like yo you know what we got this place where where jewish people could go why because this is some holy land based off books based off stories this is some holy land based off books based off stories forget the individuals who are living there forget the individuals who are living there you know what this land is sacred so you know what we want this to be y'all crib. You know what? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody move in. Everybody move in. Right? And so what they started to see, you started to see immigration between the years of 1922 and 1947. But the Arab folk in this area, they wanted their independence. And they're like, no, we've been here. This my this our crib. We have homes built on here. You just moving. You just trying to come in. Settler colonialism. All right. And that started beef between the between them. And so the UK, they want a solution. So they like, yo, United Nations. Again, how do these people get? And we know how these these institutions have gotten power through the same mechanisms. That Palestinians have sought freedom but again we'll talk about that in a little bit so in 1947 they went to the un the un and like yo listen we don't know what to do we done f some ain't that just like some some uk folk we done effed up some stuff and we do got a uk watcher but i think she hates <laughs> the, the the uk just as much as uh a, a lot of folk so especially a lot of countries in, in, in Africa and in the Middle East and the Caribbeans as well. So the U.N. proposed dividing Palestine into two states in 1947. So what Israel did or the individuals there, the Jewish folk who had came over, they're like, yo, all right, we're Israel. But you know what? We not going to just be Israel and say, yo, y'all keep that, even though we shouldn't maybe even be here. And this gets into the conversation that I've seen in the statements that have come out from politicians and from so many other groups that Israel has a right to exist. I don't know what that means in in theory. Or maybe I know what it means in theory and not in application or maybe it's vice versa. Because if you steal something from me and we know in America, (laughs) listen, and this is why it's just like, yo, what if the indigenous folk here like, yo? We want our ish back. This is all ours. No, you can't do this. Which makes it so ironic that the United States are a part of this. But we know it's all about money and yada, yada, yada. So, But we're going to get back into, into just an, an overview of what took place. So Israel's like, nah, you know what? We want it all. We want more. And so what happened was you start to see more Palestinian uh, Arabs being displaced and then jordan and egypt they control remaining land uh meant for the arab state so in 1967 israel occupied more territories including jerusalem and i'm gonna show you a graphic on the screen in a minute which led to another exodus of of palestinians 
So the UN, which they've done over decades, have called for peace and the rights of, of Palestinians to a um to 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 experience and facilitate self determination. Like, yo, they have a right to be here. And I'm gonna show you this graphic. And so this is what you see. What you see is 1917. And you see what it was prior to uh, Israeli occupation, Israeli settler uh, colonialism. You see it start to dissipate. Okay. And so the visual makes it even it makes it even realer. Like we talk about here in the United States we talk about here in Philadelphia specifically white gentrification because we know black folk gentrify as well but white gentrification where North Philly what was once North Philly now is getting a fancy name is getting brewery town is getting <laughs> fish town you get I, I thought it was just North Philly I thought it was Kensington I thought it was these names but no they come in and they start to change the dynamics of the community Okay, so fast forward. Fast forward. In 1967, Israel occupied. Again, I said that already. Israel occupied more territories. Just in case you weren't listening, including East Jerusalem, which led to a another exodus. So we're going to fast forward to 1987 so i want you to conceptualize just through the graphic that i show that i've shown already right the change that's been taking place in this area known as palestine folk coming in and they're not coming in and saying hey you know what you mind you mind moving that's not how this works that's not how any of this works. No, they're coming in. They're coming in with violence and they're violently taking land. They're violently knocking down buildings. I saw a video from a few years ago where this this settler, he's there and the woman's like, yo, this is my home. And he's like, yeah, I understand that. Um, but it's my home now. Like. It's just what it is. And she's like, no, no, no. This is my home. You should be leaving. He said, no, no. I don't know what to tell you. They said we can take it. So I'm going to live here now. And this is, again, this hasn't stopped for those who who think that it just started in uh, October 7th when Hamas um, uh, killed uh, Israeli military and innocent civilians no this didn't just start and that's why you got to be mindful of who's who's doing the storytelling who's who's who are you listening to so about hamas hamas was formed um, in 1987 by Sheikh Ahmed Yassin, who was a Palestinian refugee living in Gaza during the, the first intifada, which is a, is a way to say uprising, which was marked by widespread protest against Israel's occupation. Think about that. Hamas was formed in 1987. Let's pull up this graphic again. So we see in 1917, Palestinians were the majority. Night by 1948, at this point, many had been expelled forcibly out. So who is that? Right. I don't know how old uh, Sheikh Ahmed Yassin was in 1987. Let's say let's say he's 30. Meaning he was born in 1957. That means his parents might have been killed. That means his grandmother might have been killed. And at this point, and again, it's not excusing the murdering of innocent civilians. Now, in the IDF, listen, the game is the game. If we're going to engage in this, if, if we fight and we fight. 
But that's also a part of the logic that forms a Hamas. You shoot what Jay-Z say, you shoot my dog, I'm going to kill your cat. Fam, if you kill my family members, it is on until the break of dawn. I am going, I'm not saying me. But again, I've never been in that situation. Ideally, I would say, you know what? I want to forgive. I want to I want to be able to forgive the individual who's killed my family members, who's killed my people. I want to forgive you. I want to sit and have a conversation with you. I want restorative justice. Even though it ain't stopped. Even though it hasn't stopped. But think about that. Think about this. And this is a lot of time what the oppressors do. Right. They can use whatever means. To colonize. But but the minute. The oppressed try to fight back. It's, oh my gosh, what are they doing? They're, they're savages. They're beasts. They're human animals. Like Israeli officials said. And so if we think of what forms, what causes a Hamas to be formed. It's the same, the same thing that forms a Black Panther Party. Now the Black Panther Party was about self-determination. And it was just like, yo, we're going to use these weapons if we have to in self-defense. Because it, that's what it was about. It was about self-defense. Even though some might argue that once that once the the the, the first Jewish individual individual Executed settler colonialism is self-defense from that point on. I'm not sitting here arguing that. But I'm just trying to get into the psychology of what forms a Hamas. Because think about it. You think these are the only individuals who will be fighting back? Who may take a by any means necessary approach? To their liberation? No, I'm not trying. And again, maybe this is Eurocentric thinking of, yo, we can just coexist. Imagine some, and, and again, it's, I'm trying to break it down so it's consistently and forever broken, like my man said in Love Jones. I'm just thinking about somebody coming into my home, taking my entire downstairs, leaving me confined to one room. Which, which, which the Gaza Strip is an open air prison, and they like you. We go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you some food up. I'm gonna send you some bread. I control the electrical box that's down in the basement. That's me. The Wi-Fi is downstairs. That's me. And you sitting there telling these folk. Maybe we need just need to have some conversation. Despite the folk who <laughs> who and it's, it's not a laughing matter, but it's just the psychology, the psychology of white folks specifically that I'm that I'm speaking of, because I don't even look at the black folk who, who've been enabling this. As being for real. Because their mind has been colonized to be a part of this system. So every brother ain't a brother. Now I'm not going to disown you, but you can't be at the front of the march when when <laughs> at, a, at a liberation march. We ain't trying to necessarily hear what you got to say, but you're condoning all of this. But just this idea of of peace. It ain't no such thing, man. You go to these neighborhoods and and maybe it's a, it's a, it's more apropos of a of a comparison. And I hate bringing, bringing black folk into this. I hate bringing black folk into this. 
But I think about the the beefs that have taken place in Chicago, specifically within the drill era. And they try to understand the origins of it. Now, no, everybody isn't participating in it. All drill rappers aren't participating in in the violence that's taking place. But it's the, oh, you killed my dog. Now I am going to kill your dog. Now you're going to try to kill another one of my dogs. Now I'm going to try to kill three of your dogs. And now it's on site every time I see you. We are fighting on site. Do I condone it? No. But do I understand? I'm not going to say that. (laughs) But look at my eyes. I understand it. Like right now, and and with the Palestinian folk, we know it was a couple million people at the Gaza Strip in this open air prison where they controlled nothing. There was no self determination, and they still navigating forced resilience. Now, even though the IDF and and, and Yahoo and uh, the United States. Doing a hell of a job trying to kill everybody under 18 over there. Is it is it far fetched to think that one of those kids is going to grow up and give the middle finger to Israel and say, listen, we're going to do what we got to do for us. For survival For survival of a people I don't know I say yes (laughs) And and knowing what I know About um, About how people operate Somebody gonna have some get back to them But again this wouldn't be going down in the first place But again, we believe in stories, right? We believe in holy lands and the such. And again, I'm not casting any aspersions or shade on your belief system. But these are stories, right, that are passed down. And somehow stories have allowed for occupation and and the, the genocide of a people. And so with that said, and I give you some clearly I've given you some of my thoughts since October 7th that this ethnic cleansing and genocide that's been taking place is 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 deplorable. I don't even have the the language to describe. And again, this isn't condoning the killing of, of innocent civilians in in um in Israel. It's not condoning that. From from the different things that I've been watching, again, I've I've been inundated like so many of you, um, because it's so intriguing to me. So I've been sitting watching interviews with folk. And I saw I saw one person give an interview, one brother, and he said what he thinks happened was Hamas and and again think about the power dynamic here you have Israel who has all the world powers behind them like yo we got your back think about all your brothers all your sisters all your persons your neighborhood you got beef and everybody show up to the school like what you want to do and it's maybe about three or four people who've been getting beat down themselves And every time they try to stand up, they literally get shot back down. If they try to hit a tank with a rock, they get shot down in cold blood. So here you have this superpower 
right? Against this 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 little entity. Let's say Hamas has three rockets. Israel got a, Israel got fifty. United States got a hundred. <laughs> and you know what? We're gonna give you our hundred. Because we homies. So a lot of the conversation I was hearing was just the the response to what the 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 heinous act of Hamas has been disproportionate, a violation of international law. Okay, yes, I killed your your soldiers, and I killed some of your people. Are right, you might come back? try to kill some of our soldiers you might kill a couple of our people and then we we go head to head nah that's not how this has been and I'll talk about how this relates to just the political response locally here in Philadelphia and just the responses that I've been seeing within the academic setting as well because what Israel is saying and what it appears like to the layperson who may not even know much. Again, I'm no scholar in geopolitical relations. But what it looks like to me is we've wanted this land for a very long time. We've been doing it kind of it's been the way we've been doing it. We've been trying to get you all out of there. Couple hundred here. Maybe a couple thousand here. But now we literally got the opportunity to get all you motherfuckers out of here. So and we got the blessings of our allies. So you know what? It might be one Hamas person in the church, in the hospital. We don't know. Even though we probably have superior intelligence. Because if we're not a superpower, we have superpower friends. So we probably can pinpoint some locations where Hamas is. Because it ain't that many of them, comparatively speaking. But you know what? You know what? They've been beheading babies. Boom. We're going to get y'all all. You know what? They're raping women. Boom, we're going to get them all. And I can't even remember if I if I if if I was talking about the point where from from what I was hearing and forgive me if I'm repeating this, where they said Hamas, they killed the soldiers. They caught them. They caught them. They caught them lacking. Like they say in the streets, they caught them lacking. And then it was like, oh, man, we got them. All right, let's go try to get some more. Where it wasn't, they didn't think they were going to be successful, but they were they were they were convinced that they were. Listen, we gonna keep up the fight just so they know we gonna we gonna give a warning. Like Francis Ngannou with Tyson Fury, even though we think he won that fight. Or matter of fact, maybe it's a a, a more appropriate. Um, and and I and I I don't want to talk about it like it's a sporting event, like it's a video game, but it's just the imagery. Like when you're playing Mike Tyson Punch Out, and you got Lil Mac, racist ass game. Go look at Mac's trainer with the big poppy eyes. But you might make it the you might make it to Tyson, and you like you weaving and you you hit him. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, you know what? Let me go hit him again. But the response was disproportionate to what what actually has taken place, because at last count. They're they're coming into 10,000, 10,000. Mostly innocent Palestinians. Majority innocent Palestinians being wiped off the planet. Families, generations, entire lineages gone. 
you have the reporter who learned about his family being killed while on air and says you know what i'm going to keep reporting because we see what western media is doing we see how they're reporting we see the bias reporting that is taking place hence the reason why they can say they're beheading babies and y'all's president joe biden can say well yeah i saw him and then come out and say, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see him. Cause trust, you think if it's not beheaded Jewish babies out here, they not going to be front news. That's not going to be leading news in every newspaper. Because I'm not going to make the comment about Jewish folk. I saw the pushback Jay-Z got when he talked about them all in the, owning all the properties. I don't want that for myself. I saw what would happen to Kyrie Irving when he just posted a picture of a video, <laughs> the cover of a video on his Twitter. I saw what the get down was. I do not want that for myself, so I will not say it, but I will allow you to do what to infer. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what I was just saying. But ultimately, the outrage, my, my immediate feelings and hearts went out to, to those who, who just trying to freaking live. Whether it's Jewish young people at a concert trying to do their one-two thing or Palestinian folk who are residing in this open-air prison and have been. And who are still trying to make a way. Who still somehow believes. Who still somehow have hope. In the midst of the bullshit that's surrounding them. And so yeah it's definitely a land grab. Because nobody cares about protest. And that's why when we get to the outrage from politicians, especially local politicians and from from letters from president that I've received in my email. Nobody cared when they was protesting peacefully. Heck, I didn't care when they was protesting peacefully. Because we operate in silos. And the silo is whatever is taking place in front of me, whatever is impacting folk who look like me. And I'll talk, I'll talk about my, my, my takeaways from just being in community. Experience and shared humanity at the demonstration. But nobody cares when you're the little person getting hit, getting punched on and fight back. Nobody cares. That's just that's not how this works. And so that was my my initial response. The next response was, and this was more over the last what I say, 27 days, the last 27 days. Where I'm like. Yo, this is picking up steam. Like I, I, I recognize that the pro there was a lot of protests, dem slash demonstrations taking place. Like I said, the Philly Palestinian Coalition have been doing a lot. The the Jewish I believe it's Jewish Voices of Power who are saying not in my name because that's the misconception of Western media. Like all Jewish people are on board with this. No, all Jewish folk are not on board with this. Because they recognize what it is too. Hence the reason that they say not in our name. But just seeing how this has picked up steam over the last 27 days. And I was, I was sitting, I was thinking, and I was like, what can I compare this to? And I immediately thought about George Floyd. I immediately thought about George Floyd and the, and the protests that took place. So George Floyd was murdered on on May 25th, 2020. 
and across the world, across the world, protests were taking place in honor of George Floyd. But I was sitting like wondering, like, yo, when did that end? Because it seemed like it ended abruptly. And so when I was doing my research in preparation for the conversation today, I saw a lot of uh, a lot of outlets saying it started to subside around May 30th. That's five days. Five days. Now, here we are 27 days in and it's getting stronger. Now, we 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 see what the response has been in places like the UK, like London. But they're like, nah, you can't be out here protesting. And folk are like, nah, F that. We out here in these streets on behalf of the people because of shared humanity, which we all need to believe in. So that really stood out to me just because when it comes to, and maybe it's just an American bias because, or a Western bias, because when I think about these places, like uh, Palestine, I'm sure they're out there protesting every day. Protesting every day. For some, it's that they got to go get to a job that they may need to get to. But a lot of them, just living is the protest. And so it's actions every day. But we don't see that because that's not what our media chooses to show us. So I want to talk about the, and I appreciate those of you who've been rocking with me. I don't even have a chat up to be able to see the comments. But I, again, I appreciate you. There was a political response. And I wasn't surprised by the national response from y'all President Joe Biden. I mean, I voted for the board, too. And I'm, I'm <laughs> listen, I'm 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 thinking about am I voting for him going forward? I'm be honest. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just like, can I put this this moral outrage that I have aside for the the intellectual component that's needed to recognize that ish could get murky that ish could get murky for a lot of people by voting the opposite way but nationally I wasn't surprised now locally on the other hand I was about to say I was surprised but I wasn't surprised either maybe I was surprised by the lengths of which people specifically politicians specifically city council here in Philadelphia have gone to to show their allegiance to the genocide that is taking place in Israel and maybe and I try to shoot them some bail you know I always try to shoot people some bail maybe I could understand it if it was if the if the if the murders took place on October 7th, maybe October 10th, well, October 7th was a Saturday, I believe. So maybe October 9th coming in like, listen, we got this resolution. We want to condemn the act. Maybe, maybe I could shoot you a little bailed in. But they literally waited an entire two weeks as the death tolls were climbing for innocent Palestinian folk to give out that company message. Israel has a right to defend itself. Israel has a right to exist. Again, that Israel has a right to exist thing. I don't quite understand it. Because if you come in my house, the example I was using earlier, and you take over everything, do you have the right to continue to live in my crib and it's not your house despite you declaring it your crib because it ain't like you the landlord even though you've taken over this role by, by what forcibly taken over this role as landlord it's still my house but I don't know but they've given that company line 
saying Israel has a right to defend itself. Israel has a right to exist. Which, again, that's not saying Jewish people don't have the right to exist. Of course, Jewish people have the right to exist. But Israel as a country, as an entity, as an idea, because that's all this shit is. All this shit is is an idea. Where somebody just sat down one day and said, yo, we're going to create some shit. All of this shit is made up. If we want to be honest. This is all made up. This is all fake. But we've been conditioned and indoctrinated into it to subscribe to it. So we so we'll have a Pennsylvania, we'll have a New Jersey, we'll have a Mexico. When hunter gatherers was out here, they was just roaming around. Like, yo, can I eat? Can I not die? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all of this shit is made up. Who almost I had to catch myself. Cause I was about to say something else was also made up. But you don't want to start going telling people that they belief system is made up. Cause that's when they do what? They come after you. So I'm not saying it. What can you do? Maybe you can infer. But this is all created, man. So a city council came out and I support the people who went out there on that Thursday for hours and to exercise their right to voice their opinion in favor of the resolution and against. But who were subsequently shut down. Like I knew they were going to be, but what was noticeable to me was how they did the vote behind closed doors and every Every city council member voted in favor. Even your most radical. So what does that mean? People talk a good, a big game. Big game, James Worthy. But when it come down to it, you ain't really about that action, boss. In my Marshawn Lynch voice. Now we see some folk who bout it. We see Rashida Tlaib. AOC looking a little funny in the light with some of the stuff she's saying and doing. Because everybody want to be radical, but everybody don't want to be radical. I want to be radical, but I'm not really radical. This ain't radical. This shit is safe. This is all. This is safe. But if we look at radicaliz- ra- radicalism on a continuum, it's some folk who, who are leaning, the, the pendulum is swinging more to the right. And the right being, they're willing to risk it all. So, I mean, I, and I'm, I touched a little bit on the, on the political part again. Um, and just where I stand in the next few weeks we have voting and i already know i'm not voting for mayor i've already accepted that why because both believe in stop and frisk and they believe in and this ain't even this isn't about a moral decision at this point what you're telling me is you don't mind putting me in harm's way so i'm not going to help you do that if other people do, then it's just a game and I'm just going to know how to respond. But I'm not playing a part in this. No, 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 no. I don't live that life. But then just in the political landscape, there are a lot of people who are questioning whether they could vote for Sleepy Joe again. Or will they take the third party route? At some point, we're going to have to reach a tipping point with this two-party bullshit system. And if the people are saying they're not going to vote for Sleepy Joe. And they go third party, if they're able to get on every ballot, because, again, this system is is <laughs> it's, it's a game man. it's all a game. Then maybe maybe we could see some real change. 
but I'm not in, I'm not encouraged. And we're talking about a year and some change away. If this was November, I do think it would be a completely different response from the powers that be. Because optically speaking, this doesn't work. But the scuttlebutt that I've seen from from individuals who have contacts within the White House that they've reported is that they're not necessarily concerned with 2024. They think it'll blow over by then. And like it often does, it blows over. You know, I was going to have a conversation and talk about the academic component to it, but it's some bull job. It's some bull job as well. For those of you who are who are who go to who are in college, for those of you who I guess I'll touch on it. For those of you who are in college, for those of you who are on faculty, we've all been receiving emails from the president, same company line, condemning Hamas, um, con- condemning the actions that have taken place, that Israel has a right to defend itself, that Israel has a right to exist, blah, 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 blah. That wasn't shocking to me. They have, they, they're going to take that stance. Again, I'm not, I didn't say anything about money. So don't, why are y'all looking at me like that? I said nothing about money and where money comes from. I didn't say nothing about that. But what I do know is at the Negro institution, I didn't get an email about this, which is problematic for a different reason. Because if we, if the, the purpose of the HBCU was to educate is to educate black folks so they could go back in the community and advocate on behalf of the oppressed and intentionally marginalize then we need to be looking at not only black folk and freeing black folk but also in in aiding our allies like our arab brethren I mean, there's Afro-Palestinians. So saying nothing was what? Safe. I'm in the social work department. I didn't get an email. A profession that's supposed to be rooted in this, this concept of change. I didn't receive anything. And again, the the aforementioned advocacy on behalf of of intentionally marginalizing the press. I didn't hear anything. I didn't get a. I didn't hear a peep at the predominantly white institution that I that I work for. I got the email from the man saying what the man going to say, but I felt it was important for me, and you know I I don't care. I'll wear a free Palestine hoodie. Anywhere, which I did. I'm not going to tell you where I bought it from because you might look at me funny. Little conflict. But I needed it in like two days. But in the grad and undergrad classes that I teach, I asked the learners, I said, have has any of your professors had conversation about what's taking place in Palestine? And they said no. Some didn't even know what the origin story is. Again, it has an origin story. It didn't just start October 7th. And I saw it. They, they had a panel discussion of, of quote unquote experts at the university. I'm not saying the university name. And one of them who's an expert in, in Europe and I believe is Western civilization, something like that. He said. First, we must acknowledge that it started October 7th. You lose all credibility when you start there. And then said, but we can't ignore that some stuff happened beforehand. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one Mike? Is it black girl loss or is it shorty you owe me for ice? I'm glad I wasn't at that panel discussion. Because even the, there was a lot of passivity from the comments that I saw as well. 
be mindful of this where you get the information from your sources i didn't see any declarative statements about a condemned the, the the terroristic attack by hamas but we also condemned the continued terroristic attacks uh perpetrated by the israeli government on the innocent palestinian people because in my opinion ain't no both sides it's not both sides when we talk about humanity innocent people shouldn't die that's it but that conversation wasn't had but we recognize that the that the 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 college the university academia that in the ain't for true true learning that's about capitalism that's about bringing in as much money as possible and indoctrinating folk turning folk into the next spacely space rocket the cog in the wheel of capitalism that's what that space is for because otherwise these conversations would have took place or folk didn't feel comfortable in having the conversation for what fear of pushback because we see people getting fired every day people getting fired every day b every day faithfully for speaking truth to power and so you might be like phil are you nervous about talking about this fam listen the game is the game my brother didn't die from opioid use you know what I mean? My my biological father done experienced a lot, you know, which caused him to have an early demise. I see the experiences of black folk across the diaspora here in America in the Congo. <laughs> Fuck you gonna do? Fire me? Hey man, listen. I'm a BR. I believe in myself. I believe in my skill set. And if I ain't supposed to be there, I ain't supposed to be there. But that's one thing about being 40 that I'm going to do is speak truth to power. And so I have no problem saying free Palestine from the river to the sea. I have no problem saying. Innocent Israeli folk should not be killed. I have no problem saying this genocide that's taking place in Palestine should not be happening. And the response from America and its quote unquote allies is beyond disgusting. I have no problem saying that the resolution that was passed by the Senate condemning student protesters, a bipartisan resolution condemning student protesters is beyond horrific. If we're talking about free speech within the last several days, if you weren't, if you didn't know, within the last seven days, the Senate, they they passed a bipartisan resolution that says the following. In the aftermath of the terrorist attack on Israel by Hamas on October 7, 2023, there has been a rise in incidents of anti-Semitism, including hate speech and intimidation on college campuses and universities in the United States, creating an atmosphere of fear for Jewish students and faculty. So, the the president of one of the universities that at the university I'm at, the predominantly white institution, he condemned what he called anti-Semitic um, posters posted around the campus. They weren't sanctioned. That said, "Free Palestine from the river to the sea," which in essence means free free everybody. Free everybody, but they say it's anti-Semitic because it's alluding to killing Jewish people. 
Again, that's where you go above and beyond in reading into words instead of attempting to have a conversation with folk to understand. Because if we're talking about this, if okay, why not? And some of the resolutions have been what a, a, a two-state solution. Because why? What will happen if it's a one-state solution? Who going to be the majority? Who you going to have to have in your government that you you so cleverly orchestrated to exclude? That is a a a, a, a space that that breeds contempt. For the Palestinian people. They might be the majority. They might get y'all up out of there. So it's fear. Right? It's fear rooted in all of this. But I didn't see this in the in the in the in the emails from this president. Nor did I see this in the statement in this resolution. So the resolution further states acts of hate, discrimination and violence based on religion or ethnicity have no place at institutions that exist to further education and understanding between diverse student bodies. Do y'all keep this same energy? I don't think so. Because what I say, this isn't how any of this goes. We recognize, if we're truthfully honest, as I wrap up, we recognize that there is a hierarchy, a racial and ethnic uh, hierarchy, a class hierarchy, not only America, but across these campuses, which some folk have more rights than others. And it's exhibited. Each and every day. Each and every day. It's why at the white university that I'm at and I'm talking to black students. They talk about their 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 black friends, their brown friends leaving the university. But because it's just not conducive to their well-being. And that's why I say I don't believe any 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 black or brown person should attend a, a, a predominantly white institution because you have to give up so much. You have to sacrifice so much. And then the institutions ain't even that much better. Because <laughs> knowledge is knowledge. Information is information. I'm going to talk about turning 40 for, for about a minute or two. Listen, I, I'm not going to say I've been dreading turning 40, but it's been psychologically it's been taxing. It's fear, it's excitement, it's the unknown, it's you start looking around and realizing and uh, looking around and attempting to see what do I have to show for being 40. People might look at me and say, Phil, you got you got two healthy kids five total combining a biological and bonus that's a beautiful thing and I agree it's a beautiful thing you still look good you know what I mean still got your little grays popping a little bit you know <laughs> so you got your own crib you got your car you you on faculty <laughs> as of now you got a lot happening in your life and you should be thankful. And yeah, you should. But then I'm at that protest and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look and see and recognize that there's some things that's bigger than Nino Brown. That it's a lot of things that are bigger than self. And so how can I be in community more? How can I use whatever gifts folk might feel I have? They say I'm, I get behind the mic and I'm, I'm okay. I'm kind of cool at it. I'm kind of good at it. But it's about how does it free us? How does it free Palestinian folk? How does it free black folk? 
And so for me, that's what I'm on the journey to figure out. And so I, I, I hope the most high, I don't got to put no name to it. I'm already not putting a name to it. But hopefully the most high order my steps and the community helps me and my, my family, my friends and helping me understand more of how I can do more for the people. Which brings me joy. Which gives me purpose. Which gives me peace. So I, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Those who are listening on on the on the streaming apps, y'all catching this probably on a Tuesday. Probably be back again on Friday on the streaming apps. But my hope is to have a, a interview with a with a Palestinian sister who who I've come to know as a comrade. I'm not going to say a name because she said, "Phil, listen, as of right now today, we can have a conversation." But if my mental Starts to change that I'm not going to be able to And I said of course I understand Because this is a lot that's taking place So just check on your people Love on your people Until next time Peace